The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Toast Jam. Jam and Toast. Check. Can, can, can you hear me? Check. Check. Check two. Check. Check five. Check in the cash. Check. 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 Boom, hey. boom, boom. Boom, boom. Check. Boom, boom. Ding, ding, ding. Boom, boom, boom. What song is that? I don't know. I'm just making crap up. I thought you were doing like some breaking beat. Boom, 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 boom. I'm going back to Cali. 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 I'm going back to Cali. I don't think so. Going back to Cali. 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 Going back to Cali. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry, it seems like you've never heard hip hop ever in your life. Uh, <laughs> they, they love. <laughs> uh, uh, I was trying. You know, you're, I'm just kind of. I was kind of just going with the flow. Your fucking hip hop sound. Your hip hop beats sound very cultural. Like they're very like <laughs> out. Like not even in the U.S. It's all fucking like you're using sitars and shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You know? Are you ready for I'm, India's I'm number one rapper, Ravi? <laughs> oh no, welcome. <laughs> it is me. What is up, my brothers? Yeah, no, that's basketball is my favorite sport. <laughs> I watch a nappy dribble up and down the court. <laughs> Don't go chasing waterfalls. Oh, that's not hip bro. <laughs> These Give are the up. brakes. I'm going to put on my brakes. <laughs> oh oh no, my brakes are off. Uh, clap your hands, everybody. Clap your hands, everybody, <laughs> and everybody takes. Because I'm Curtis blowing. Because I'm Rafi, and I want you to know that these, <laughs> these are, are the brakes. Break them up, break them up, break them up, break them up. Break time. What if fucking Curtis Blow went to India, dude? That would, that would have been amazing. <laughs> he was just like, everyone else is like, hip-hop, man, like, touring the world, and we're doing all this. He's like, man, one place we got to go, we got to go to India. It's like, why? I just I have a good feeling about this. <laughs> And he goes and just fucking influences like everybody has that same flow because Curtis Blow always has that same flow where it's just uh-huh. like exactly yeah. it's like every Curtis Blow songs like that. So that'd be so amazing if like their section like of the world of India was just like dude fucking Ravi dude. There's Indian hip hop. No way. In, it's uh, probably hard as fuck, Indian too. Indian underground rappers, oh, Indian rap that ciphers. Sounds, that sounds amazing. Indian hip-hop beat. Let's see. Let's see this Indian hip-hop, or Indian rap ciphers, if the if that means anything. Right now in Garai, man. And this is Gopadelic Story Cycle. And this is my hood. This is my people. Represent, man. Represent. Ooh, Mumbai. Mumbai's tight. Ooh. Gopadelic Story Cycle. I'm in Garai. 
You know what's the greatest thing about this? Uh, what? That I'm sure that if you went over there and be like, dude, this shit's tight. Like, I love you guys. Do you guys like MIA? Like, is uh-huh. MIA like cool over here? And they'll be like, fuck her. She's a poser. Because that's some fucking dumb shit. We're on the real shit. Mumbai, homie. Like, that is legit shit. Like, that is tight. I like that. And I like that the way that they have that flow is insane. Like that, that's because usually when you go to, when you, you know, even in Mexico or wherever you go, if you have like a traditional hip hop beat like that, mm-hmm. it's usually in English. Like right. people will rap in English, but to rap in Hindi, that's fucking crazy. It sounds great. Kind of sounds like, like Snow went to there, uh-huh. <laughs> like went to India and came uh-huh. back and like, He's like, I thought you were Jamaican. He's like, nah, homie, I went to fucking Mumbai. And that's why I sound like that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's the only part I know. I I I looked up the lyrics one time to that song and it's it's pretty badass. Like, really? Yeah. Snow Snow is like this Canadian hip hop dude that like spoke about injustices in the police uh-huh. department but for some reason i guess police enforcement over in toronto's not that great right but yeah they like you know, seems like the police are all the same yeah nice yeah that's all right Nice. Basketball is my favorite sport. I like to watch it dribble up and down the court. Just like my money on the microphone. When I'm not home. <laughs> I, you know, I I love that shit. I hate to say it, but I never I didn't I never really grew up listening to hip hop. Yeah. But you had Shaq records. I had I did have a Shaq album. And honestly, I'm probably gonna get a lot of shit for this. That record's not bad. It's not that bad. It's considering not that, good that like <laughs> <laughs> considering the odds that are against this guy where it's uh-huh. like you can't understand him when he talks. Like, you know, hey Shaq, how was the game today? Oh, going with Zuno and yeah. did, did the Kobe Hell Masters. Like it's it's shit like that. 
did we ever play any of that on here? I know we. I, I know we've kind yeah, of talked about it. Yeah, we played Shaq it. Diesel before. We played that for whatever song you remember from that record. But, yeah, finally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we played that. It's not bad. He's got a best of album, apparently. Oh, well, why wouldn't he? Got to collect the check somehow, dude. I, I guess. She's like, hey, remember that song you barely knew? <laughs> well, guess what? There's nine other songs that you barely know. <laughs> wow, he's got he's got about ten albums. You can't stop him, dude. No way. Can't somebody's listening to it. The last one came out twenty nineteen. I think it's just this is just one song. Yeah, yeah. The song was called Bang. So I'm assuming he's going to have another album coming out. Oh. Dang. That's cool. I mean, it's it's just like a... There was like a thing for a while where it was just like... I mean, it's always been a thing where like musicians get into music. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Mu- people... Like random just celebrities get into music. Like Mr. Right. T had a record. Uh, Who? The uh, Hawkeye. He came out with a single. Yeah, he had a single too. Uh, who else? A lot of people did. Brian Austin Green from ninety two. Uh, nine hundred two. Yeah, he had his own fucking hip hop album. It was a hip hop album. It was bad. That was bad. I'm sure he was trying to cash in on like that Vanilla Ice money. It was like that. Yeah, it was. It was every. It was like he had the Brad haircut from Home Improvement. Remember when Brad <laughs> when Brad came back from the barber? Right. And it when was they all, let like, him the, go for like the first time. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a one all around, and then it was just like this ponytail in the back, and yeah. everyone oh, was like, "Oh my dude!" I remember watching that and being like, "Holy shit, Brad got a haircut! Yeah. Like this dude's a badass." And then now it's like, man, like if Brad got the haircut today, everyone would be like, man, what a douche. Like, yeah. that's the man well, bun. It, it, it's it, that's if but, anything, he started the man bun. But he looked like a total like no one was getting haircuts like that at the time. That's oh, like the, when, when that's, kids get mohawks now. But I think, you know, I think that's that's what a, what what kind of made it stand out was the fact that the show takes place in, in Detroit, Detroit. Yeah. And this this middle middle American white family. Yeah gearhead family yeah and their son comes home with this crazy hair you know why because fucking he got older and he started hanging out on the streets dude there's a there's a weird story where fucking him and rabbit from eight mile hang out dude like eminem's character oh, uh-huh. and they grow up together <laughs> and that's like their fucking thing now or like him and brad they always hang out and uh-huh. like eminem didn't have a dad so tim allen became like his like father figure dude dude i'm gonna write that now you're bl- Blowing, blowing your mind right now, right? Yeah, mind. and then that's where he, he got he that becomes, haircut. Yeah, and he, yeah, then like Tim Allen takes him under his wing. <gasps> Maybe Al, no, Al takes him under his wing. Al Borland. Al Borland. Wait, takes Eminem under his wing. Eminem. Okay. Or because Randy moves out. Randy moves out, so he can live with the Taylors. Yeah, but then Kim, was it Kim? Who? Eminem's wife. The one he always talks about, like, killing and shit? Uh, it is Kim, right? I think so. Yeah. She ends up being... Remember, Wilson had a niece? <gasps> Ooh, that's her. That's her. So then they're next-door neighbors now. Dang. And that's what happens. And then the hood comes to the suburbs. The hood comes there, dude. Bro. Yeah. Boom. Treatment written. Where is my <laughs> Where is my fucking check, man? Dude, see... Oh, man, if we could... 
if we could cash in on the movies on the fan fiction movies that we've made we, i mean we've got what like we've, we've got, got like jing- at least like five or we've six, got a jingle dude. all the way reboot yeah we've got this now yeah oh, we can make our own basic like world like our, our universe where like nothing man. makes sense but everything makes sense like just find like geographical movies that like happened in the same city or whatever and uh-huh. we'll just find a connection <laughs> just to, try it. to find a way yeah to dude them. <laughs> i'm sure like detroit rock city could be a prequel to all of that all of that yeah like okay so tim allen oh tim allen is old enough to party in the 70s so he could have been in that band uh-huh what kiss or no or no he could have been the, in the detroit rock city detroit kiss. rock city what was that band's name it was like searching or some shit like that. Uh-huh. Uh, i can't remember the name but he's one of the kids okay and then they grow up later in the suburbs and then later on you find out that the whole like Eminem thing's connected to where he's like oh I didn't have a father uh-huh. he didn't know like his dad at all and you uh-huh. find out it was one of the other band members from his band uh-huh. that had the kid and uh-huh. they bring it all back to that yeah and it turns into this whole prequel mm. and it could be that guy that had sex with the stripper in the car okay and that's yeah. how he never knew and then she ends up in the trailer park, and that's Eminem's mom. Dang. Because she's blonde, too. Right. Boom. Give me another fucking check, man. And then, uh, yeah, and then what's what's the little one's name? The little the little uh, Taylor. Oh, uh, the goth one? Mark? Mark. Yeah. Remember his friend that he had that would, like, hang around with him? He was all goth, too. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, but he was all, like, Hot Topic goth before, like, Hot Topic goth was a thing. He was. Yeah. He was. Wore like spike chokers and spike shit. Spike choker. Didn't he have like yeah. blue hair at one point? I think so, yeah. Like blue tipped hair? Yeah. Mark was a weirdo for a while too. He was like the unsung brother where like he was cute for like a minute and everyone could kind of relate to him. Yeah. And then he just kind of like. Once he hit puberty. He kind of just kicked it on the show. Like he didn't really do anything. They didn't get And then that goth thing happened and that was just a weird one to her. I'm like, all right, well, uh-huh. I guess this is it now. And that was about it. He's a vegan now. And his wife is like twenty years older than him. Yeah, but he has a vegan farm. Yeah, he makes something. He makes like vegan cheese or something. All funded on the back of home improvement. I don't think that kid ever did anything much after that. No, uh, I, I what I remember because I, I always read those like BuzzFeed articles where it's like, what happened in the case of home improvement shit. And I think his was like he got into like drugs or some shit and, or yeah domestic abuse or something like that and now didn't he's... he get like emancipated or something from his family yeah that was another thing too yeah they took all his money story of the fucking of the year for everybody Damn. in that in that situation Macaulay Culkin him everybody his parents taking stuff I, I always like think about that too when like Millhouse becomes fucking fallout boy oh uh-huh. <laughs> and he goes to his house and his mom has the jacuzzi suit <laughs> <laughs> he's like I heard, I heard, uh, I heard you're a movie star now. So I thought we'd start living like we're movie stars. <laughs> How can we afford all this? I'm sorry, you're gonna have to speak up. I'm wearing a jacuzzi suit. It's <laughs> the best, dude. I want a jacuzzi suit. One day. One day. Yeah. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But, but someday. Later that day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> 
Anyway, well, welcome so- to your break at your body. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. I think the longest intro ever. Longest intro, but worth it. Yeah, it's always worth it. Speaking of uh, Macaulay Culkin, did you hear that uh, that um, rumor? Oh, about him uh, and Batman? Matt wants him for the Joker. Yeah. What do you think about that? I, I mean, that'd be cool. He he looks like it. It's like everyone, like, to follow him. You know, they got the face for it. It'd be an interesting take. Mm-hmm. I don't think, like, there's... I don't know. Like after the ledger thing, everyone's always kind of like, oh, "Fucking this guy, he no, can't do it." Not as good. And not he ends good. up being like amazing. So I yeah. mean, it's nothing where like I'll watch something and be like, "Oh, that's shocking!" Like I can't believe how's he gonna pull it off? Like I, I know he's gonna pull it off. Yeah, you know, like it's it's nothing shocking to me. But it should be cool. I mean, Pat Pattinson is Batman, and him is fucking Joker. I dig it. I dig it. He reminds me of a of a young Ben Affleck. If you can get him to look like a frail. Uh oh, oh um, Macaulay Culkin. If you can get him to look, and, and he's skinny as fuck anyway. Yeah. Um, if you can get him to look like the frail Joker from like Arkham Asylum, mm. or like even like Injustice games and stuff like that, like that classic kind of look, just very, very, lean, very just very... skinny and just decrepit kind of shit. Like that could be cool, uh-huh. you know, and just have him walk around with like a crowbar and shit. Kind of like, like what, what uh, how Joaquin Phoenix is looking in that in the Joker movie, where he's yeah, 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 with, with, in that scene where he's got his yeah. shirt off and you see all his like yeah, he's all just bones and everything. yeah, he's all bones. That I'm interested in seeing. That looks really good. Yeah, they only have. Do they do? Do they really? They haven't released another trailer yet, have they? No, just the one. Yeah, just the one right now. Yeah, yeah they're not. Uh, they're not doing anything. Comic Con. No, I know. Yeah, I'm surprised. It's fucking weird. But, I mean, Marvel takes a year off. They take a year off. Like, it's Marvel's year this year, so yeah. we'll see. But I was, uh, I, was, I was talking to somebody about that, too. Like, there's not that much hype about Comic-Con this year. Like, no you one's know, really talking about it. I think the reason is because um, if you look at it, the the next real big movie to come out is Star Wars. Yeah. You know, but Marvel, they've kind of they've hit their their thing. Like that like last year it was Infinity War. It yeah. was, you know. Uh, or no, they weren't even there. The year before it was yeah, Infinity year before, War and uh... everything. So this year it's like, okay, well they've already done that. Like that's over and done with they don't have a movie coming out now till what next year? Yeah, they're not filming anything right now, are they? Nothing yet. It's I'm... all, if anything, it's just rumor for like Phase Four. You know, yeah. Eternals, uh, Guardians. I think the the last big news that came out today was uh, uh, Taika Waititi. Waititi, yeah, he's doing Thor, Thor 4, Four again. Yeah, which I, I, I'm surprised that they they're doing the Thor Four. I'm happy for that because I, I love, love I love Ragnarok. I watch. I think I've watched Ragnarok. That's the most watched Marvel movie for me. I fucking love Ragnarok. Yeah. Like, love it. Like, I'll just put it on randomly just to do some shit around the house and, you know, mm-hmm. just leave it on. Um, Guardians was like that for me before. It's just like the comedy, you know, yeah. the comedy aspect of it. And it's such an easy watch. Like, I, I just love, I love the way that they just use Chris Hemsworth now. And now that continued. So, yeah, I, I feel like with him, it, it's going to be great. And then that Akira movie's done now again. Yeah. So no more Akira movie. Had you ever watched Akira? Yeah. Do you like it? Um, because I watched it and I'm like, I I dig it. Like I understand why it's such a hype movie, but I'm like, it's nothing where like I remember like kids like when I was in school, mm-hmm. like they would 
oh, Kira, we're going to watch Akira again. I'm like, dude, didn't you watch it already? Like, I mean, I just can't watch shit like that, like over and over again. The concept, the amount of detail, the the whole, the grandeur of it, I think yeah. that's really cool. Um, And yeah, I mean, I dig it, but I'm, I'm not going to like lose my mind over it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. It would be cool, but I mean, I, I the the translation it's kind of hard, especially like anime movies and stuff like that, like to get it to get it done. Well, and they said they're going off the manga, and the manga is yeah. like super deep with like in yeah. detail and stuff. It's hard I to mean, do. If to do a series would be different. Like you can get a lot done in a series, but to do a movie but, and like put everything in it, like it's going to be like another like Last Airbender kind of shit. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like yeah, if if you if you set it up to be like a trilogy, yeah, great. But if that first one bombs, yeah, well, you've set yourself up for a trilogy. Yeah, yeah, you know? and that's another thing too. Yeah, you just waste a lot of money. Like that. Uh, what was it? The um, those um, uh, not the Maze Runner. It's like the Maze Runner, the uh, Divergent. Divergent, yeah. That, where that they whole just series where yeah, yeah. Like you've got the first one and people took to it. Second one took to it, but not as much. And then like no one remember the third, but no one really remembered the last Maze Runner either. True, because I think that one it just a lot of time passed. Yeah. Even with the Hunger Games, I remember like that last Hunger Games was I think people aged out on it. You know, because I remember we were working for the program at that at that point. And the first one had come out uh-huh. and I was working with middle school and all the middle school kids were like, I'm going midnight. That was when do you, all you could do was right. go at midnight. So like, yeah, we're going midnight. We're going to go see, you know, this, this hunger games, blah, blah. It's a book and it's going to be amazing. All sorts of stuff. And then it wasn't long till what, what was it called? Red, red, what the second one? Mockingjay. Mockingjay. There you go. It was Red Sparrow. That's a different one. Uh Mockingjay, yeah. And then that one comes out, and I think it was only, what, two years later? If that, three? It wasn't that long. But by that time, they were in high school already. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of, you know, I, they would come visit and be like, oh, you're going to go see I'm trying to be all yeah. fucking cool with them. And be like, yeah, you can go see the Mockingjay movie. I'm like, fuck no, old man. Like, I don't watch that yeah. shit. Watch scary movies now, little punk oh, bitch. Know, yeah, everybody. Like, all right, cool. And then that last one finally came out, and they're like, "We're in college. We're gonna fuck about this shit." No, I know. Yeah. So yeah, if anything, it's, it's it'll be more nostalgia when they come back to it. Yeah, because I felt like the Hunger Games movies. It was it was like you could already tell where it was going. That Divergent thing was just another ripoff, kind of 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 the yeah. Hunger Games, and they didn't have enough star power. I feel to like oh, no, carry not it at all. Um. I actually do like the Maze Runner movies, though. I heard the books are great, too. But, like, that last one, because I know he fucked his back up. They heard him. Like, he hurt, got hurt on oh, set or uh-huh. something like that. So then that got pushed back another year to film because of that. Mm-hmm. So then it took, like, another, like, three years for that to come out. So I think it just has to do with, like, the timing of the of the audience, you know? Yeah. You don't have that Harry <clears> Potter <throat> time frame where the first one comes out when you're in fifth grade. And, and- then the movie comes out in, sec- like, sixth grade. And then you grow up with those movies, so like and, by the yeah. time like the last one comes out, you've you've grown up yeah, with them. So you, it's you've, it's you've already invested at that. Deathly point. Hallows came out, I think, when we were in high school, and people yeah. were like, "Oh my god!" Like still, because yeah. like it was a little more mature than you know what was going. Well, on Well, yeah, the fact that they that by that third fourth one, that's when it took that dark turn, and it yeah. was it, it 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 knew the audience was yeah 
you know because that those that last one's fucking metal dude that oh, one's dude. so good i love that the, the one and two is like my favorite but um yeah i think fucking jk rowling was pumping a book out like every two years if oh that. yeah like and then the movies were coming out every two years too so it's just like she didn't want a george R. R. martin type no thing. dude but i mean she cleaned up because now you have this whole world that like everyone loved and it's like because yeah like you grew up with those characters and everybody's gay in it apparently everybody like uh, she was. I know she was doing like Hermione. Short <laughs> oh, I don't know about that, but she was doing like short stories and and um and things like that. And it and in these stories, or even in, on Twitter, she's going on and saying, "Oh yeah, Dumbledore's gay." Oh, I know that. Uh, yeah, they they kind of hinted at it in the but last a couple, Fantastic But Beast. a couple other characters like that. Um, Hagrid, he's black. Ah, I mean that makes sense. <clears throat> but it's like at, nowhere ever is any of that specified i just think like you know when you get to that point where you've written things and then you you like it's it's like when it's like when you hear a love song and you hear these love songs and like it could be your you know you and your wife's love song or you know whatever something special means to you or or it could not just just a song in general just you you have this special relationship to it and then sometimes when you find out what people's like you know they do the storytellers thing like hey what were you thinking when you wrote that song or what is this about i like the answer when people go like it's up to your interpretation like i wrote this because of what i was going through but like i leave it up to you it could be mean anything when you tell me specifically like yeah i wrote it for this girl they fucking blah 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 she's a bitch now yeah (laughs) it's like (laughs) fuck well that ruins the song for me now you know like I, i can't i can't get into it so that's a lot of people just happen like when you keep asking the same questions over and over again some people kind of get like tired of it, so they finally just be like, "Well, I guess he's gay. Yeah, like make him gay. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah, he's he's been gay this whole time. It's like, but did you like? I get it. Like that's great. Like I'm glad we have gay characters now. But you could have did something where it's like write another trilogy and then make or a gay character else. in yeah. there. Like I don't think you need to like like oh you know that guy he's gay. Yeah, it's you like, don't need to screw dude, up whatever like, whatever well, not, everybody not knows screwed of up, already. But it's just like it's not it's it's not screwing it's it up. Screwing it up, Zeke. It's not screwing it up. It's just. It's putting unnecessary information in. I like my characters <laughs> straight. I like them straight, like straight. me. They're they're man, woman loving people. None of this. I love dudes. I'm a dude. I love chicks. I'm a chick. Straight up heterosexuals. I like my characters the way I am. Straight. But sometimes on a good day, kind of confused. <laughs> Straight, but you but don't say it. Lean into the left. You keep it deep down inside and bury it until you just forget about it. And you hate on everybody else. And, and then open you drink with it. a beer <laughs> or two, and maybe it comes out. And then you say something weird, and then your friends <laughs> like, "Bro, what's wrong with you?" I'm like, "What's wrong with you, bro?" And then you make it all weird with them, and then you suppress things that maybe happened to you when you were a kid when you went to camp, and you're just like, "Well, I felt good at that moment. Maybe it's cool." And then someone's like, "Nah, you shouldn't be doing that." And I'm like, "Whatever, bro." And then that happens, and then, and then you, Harry Potter's gay. That's <laughs> what happens, man. America. Yeah. Gotta love it. It's a melting pot. Yeah. Gayness. You ever hear of a cat and nine tails? What is that? Use it when you have these inappropriate thoughts to whip the gay out of you. Oh, I think my mom sent me that one time. 
It was called Camp Whip It Out here. <laughs> she caught me looking at my neighbor boy. <laughs> I was, remember, I was five years old, and I said, hey, mama, I think I like him. And she goes, like a friend? I said, I think more like a friend. I think more like a companion. <laughs> and then she whipped me, and she said, well, congrats, because you used great grammar. <laughs> I'm surprised you know the word companion. But at the same time, you're going away to a camp. You're going uh, to be gone for a while. <laughs> I can tell by the way you're looking at that boy. <laughs> you're going to be gone for a while. And here I am today, straight as an arrow. We're only going to eat tacos, hamburgers, salads, none of these hot dogs. <laughs> and if Popsicles. I do eat my hot dogs, I eat them sideways. Bananas. Straight through the middle. None right of these. Right in there jalapenos none of these i don't like my jalapenos if they're cut if they're sliced, long sliced sliced like and, and deep fried there you go covered in bacon i go Woo, look at them son of a bitch right there man <laughs> you want ribs no bone for you do you think like there's a podcast out there like in sweden where like there's these swedes that just talk about like being like you know, everyone always sees us like in different countries. Like you talk to anybody, and no. they, you know, they tell us like, "How do you look at Americans?" It's that accent. Yeah, so bitch, you know, <laughs> or whatever it is, or like you know, whatever our saying is at this point, like America make or make America great again. Oh, you know, keep families in cages, whatever the fuck we're about <laughs> right now. But like everyone has this like thing about us where it's just the something, you know. So I want to know if like other like countries do that too, where like they look at themselves and like they say some shit like that too. Like I I I gotta find one. I wouldn't put it past because everyone the, makes fun of everybody, right? Right. So some more than others, uh, and some take it too far. Yeah. Uh, I saw a shirt. Uh, uh, I guess it was a meme with uh with a guy wearing a MAGA shirt. Okay. But it said Mexicans always get across. Oh fuck yes, that's awesome. <laughs> Dude, did you see um, in, I, I forgot where the avocado farm's at, but they're short workers now because of the oh, ice sure. deportations, and everyone's just laughing. They're like, oh, hey, America, there's your jobs you've been looking for. Oh, like, yeah. Go fill them. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no one wants to do that. No one wants to job. do the, the grunt work. Everybody wants the, the sweet the sweet jobs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they, they just think our avocados just magically come out of the fucking air, dude, and no one has to do back-breaking work to put them there and get them to you. And mm-hmm. I was like, it's, it's such a fucking stupid world we live in sometimes where it's just like, it, it's not until you really realize it either. You know, you're in this like cocoon of a society where like everything's just brought to you. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to, you don't have to go miles for water or you don't have to, you know, go miles to the market. It's, it's there if you want it. Amazon's mm-hmm. there, whatever it is. But when you, when you go when you go like on the five uh-huh. and you pass by these trucks that have like produce and stuff like yeah. that and they're making like long distance trips, you're going like, Oh shit, that's a big truck of carrots. I've never seen that many carrots. And then you go, Idiot, how do you think carrots get places? Like mm-hmm. you know, how do they get to the different places that they're going yeah. to get distributed? And you're like, Wow. We're just hanging on a thread, you know, <laughs> like there's like this all could crumble any day uh-huh. and we'd be all fucked. Like all of us, like 100%. Like, oh, yeah. We're, we're so just not our past generations. Like we're oh, yeah. such pussies. 
Oh, just with everything. Oh, of course, everything. Of course. I was talking to t- <laughs> I was talking to one of the guys today, dude. And he was like, "My computer's broken." I'm like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "It's almost like oh, Google it." Like that's usually what I do. Okay. And they're like, "No, I'm just gonna buy another one." Oh yeah, I'll buy another one. I was like, "Yeah, cut, cut me back like a couple six hundred, but I'm like six hundred. Just that. That's it." Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, give me like a cheap one." I'm like, "What the fuck? Like, go fix it. Like, yeah. take it somewhere." And he's like, "Nah, like." It's giving me problems. I'm just going to get another one. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, we had the same car uh-huh. for like 20 years. And yeah. it was like the most dog shit car ever. But it was just like, my dad was like, nope, we're going to fix it. Or we're going to get yeah. this done. Or like, we'll tweak it out and we'll get it done. I remember we had a truck that we would start with a screwdriver. Oh, wow. And it was only this one specific screwdriver. Uh-huh. And I remember we lost the screwdriver. No. <laughs> we had to go to the fucking hardware store to go find this screwdriver. This my dad brand, like specific brand and my dad took the fucking ignition out or the 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 fuck to start it. Yeah. He took that piece out and matched it at the hardware to store. The, the guy's like, Did you take that out of your truck right now? He's like, Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Matching it with fucking screwdrivers so we can start that truck. It was wow. like crazy shit, dude. But it's like, yeah, we had that truck for like twenty years, dude. That's insane. Yeah, it's insane, but it's it's one of those where, yeah, like I think about that because I, 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 you know, there's great things about technology and like our progression, and I'm glad that we're a forward thinking country as as much as we try to be. Like, I, you know, there's a bunch of fucking idiots in the world, but like as far as like our ideals and you know what we kind of trying to all get on the same page. But yeah, if something happens, like mm-hmm. anything, we're fucked. We're we're definitely fucked because no one can take care of themselves. Like nobody. Right. Yeah. The it's, only ones it's that, crazy. The only ones that will be able to take care of themselves are the ones that survive the Area Fifty One raid. Oh god. And make friends, make allies, I should say, with the uh, the alien refugees. Why is that a thing? Why, why isn't it? Why is it? Why, a, why is it a thing now? It should have been a thing. You know that guy then. got killed at the fucking. There was a pro, uh, guy that was like Antifa, like he was a fucking anti-fascist. Uh-huh. He got killed at one of the ca- like camps to uh-huh. try to like break free like some of the some of the people that they detained there. Uh-huh. And he only went by himself. Like it was only him, and of course he got fucking mauled down. There's like two hundred and sixty thousand people that are like, let's go storm like Area Fifty One. I'm like, bro, it's Area Fifty One for a reason, right? Like. You think you're gonna get past these people? Like, come on, dude! Like, mm-hmm. it's not gonna happen. Like, you're you're too soft, dude. You're, I you're think not gonna, it's not gonna happen. I think if people have enough gumption, uh, toughen up and aren't these little snowflakes that you know can't fix a computer? Yeah, I think we might be okay. I think we'll we'll get. I I think we'll we'll find out the truth. It's out there, dude. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get it. We're gonna save the aliens. We're gonna, they, we, they, we will live in harmony. They will not be our overlords. I mean, if they're holed up in, or if they're like held up in Area Fifty One anyway, like they wouldn't be our overlords anyway. We already took them. Well, yes, but. We we took them because they came here. Yeah, but, but do you they, think like we return, have like they may come back with reinforcements? Oh yeah, well we'll be all be fucked because we we don't have any of that kind of technology, mm-hmm. like, nothing. They were um, 
they were talking about that too. Like, what do you think's at Area Fifty One? Uh-huh. Of course, everyone's like, you know, UFOs and blah blah. blah no, I don't think aliens so. and all this stuff. I'm like, I yeah, maybe, but it's it, not there. It's dude. not there. Like, it's, a, it's off. It's off it's, base at another. Area Fifty One is like a warehouse. Area Fifty One. It's an empty warehouse. Well, yeah, it's like I'm sure there's a place. I'm sure there's a place where there's like a million of these like top government secrets that no one knows about and you, you know, high class, top class privilege kind of shit that you need to like know on a first name basis kind of shit. But that's not where that's at. That's an empty warehouse where people are guarded there to make Mm -hmm. it look like something's there, but it's not there. It's somewhere else. There's, there's pro- it's completely I, I somewhere wouldn't else. be surprised if it's if there's <clears throat> underground, uh, underground, uh, like facilities. Yeah, you know, uh, that lead to other locations, and these other locations uh, are the ones that contain secrets. I think that's what I heard that there's a a base um, near Area Fifty One. That's where the uh, Secrets are being kept. So you want to go storm it? Uh, well, no. I saw an article. I was contemplating it, but do you think people are really ready to die to find out like what's um, over there? Yes and no. I think there are some people, but it's not as many as people would think. The reason why is I don't know if you remember about like a year or two ago, like after the uh, the the Justice League movie came out. There was that whole petition release the Snyder oh Cut. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, people, you know, we're going to meet. We're going to go to Warner Brothers. We're going to demand that they that And there they was like something. an eight eight people strong there. Ten people. Ten, ten people, people showed sorry. up. Ten people. Sorry ten to people the other two up. I didn't recognize. So you've got, like, you've got this huge, we're going to do it, call to action. People yeah. are going to show up. And people are, yeah, we're going to be there. And then ten people show up. <clears throat> so... Do I think people will go? Yes. Is it the number of people that uh, that everybody thinks? Yeah. But I see, like, I, I feel like with things like that, dude, like, the crazies are not that crazy. Like, the people that want to go this Area 51 thing, mm-hmm. 95% of them are all bloggers. 95% of them are just talking shit. They right. think it's funny. It's a meme thing, you know? And then there's that 5% that's like hardcore conspiracy theory people and all this other stuff. But they're not that kind of crazy that I think you would need to storm a base like that. You need the people that are like on Trump's side right now. Right. That are like willing to die for the master race kind of bullshit. And they're not concerned with aliens right now. They're concerned about. You need the ones they're concerned that are on about, Trump's side but that got abducted. Because They've got the firepower, and they want to know the truth. Yeah, I don't think that's any of them. All of them are all evangel. Uh, was it evangelicals? Evangelicals, and they don't believe in science until and, they got oh abducted God. and probed. No, that, they just think it's Jesus. <laughs> Jeebus? Jeebus. Jesus the alien. Another sitcom written by me. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't. What if he was an alien? Jesus. Beam me up. Nah, he's not alien. Him ascending to heaven was him ascending to his UFO ship to take him home. I think, you know who would know all about that? God. Danzig. Yeah. Oh. Remember that video of him where he's just looking at it like 
he's telling you about his books that he has. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> he's shirtless wearing yeah. those gloves. It's the best. Dude. I, but, I, like, yeah, he would know for sure if, like, there were aliens or if, like, Jesus was an alien. <laughs> like, he I'm would sure know he for was. sure. I, I, I'm sure he does, and yeah. I'm sure he's not going to say. Um, nah, he would. I he saw, I watched, teenagers from Mars, dude. Hey, they don't care. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. No, I watched this uh, Netflix documentary on this guy who... Is it about I, Taco Chronicles? No, his name oh. is Bob Lazar. I don't know if you saw this. Uh-uh. It's, Bob Lazar. It's on uh, Netflix. He... I guess this was like late 80s, early 90s, where he said that he worked in Area 51 and spoke up about it and spoke about all these things that he saw, what he worked on, that he was, he worked on, um, uh, he had access to an alien spacecraft and was able to, uh, his job was to work with the team to, I guess, you know, reverse engineer these ships okay so in the documentary he break he draws out and breaks down a ufo what makes it work how it how it goes yeah all that stuff you know um the element that needs to to run it um he talked about how they're you know that in order to get into the facility they had fingerprint scanners and you'd put your hand on a on, on the thing and it would read it would read your bones. It read your DNA. It 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 scan you. Yeah. And at the time when he was speaking up about it, it's like, oh, that's crazy. Like fingerprint scanners. Like that's that's something you only see in the movies. And then recently, the I guess there were there were photos that came out from the space that he was at. Yeah. That show these fingerprint scanners. And oh, it was and crazy. it was what he was describing way back when. Yeah. And now this photo come these photos uh, come up. Of where are people. the photos from though? Like, where did people I, find I think, this? At? I, I don't know if people sm- like took secret photos and smuggled them out. Um, I didn't really. I don't. I don't remember if that was something that was mentioned. If it was, I didn't. I probably missed it. Yeah. But you see these these boxes. It's like um, the way the uh, like a like a subway the subway thing works where you um you scan your card on the side and then the 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 arms move to allow you to go through yeah so it's it's similar to that where instead of the card the little card scanner you put your hand down and it reads you and then doors open and you walk right through um so he talks about that uh confirms it with with the photos that he that he sees um with that element that makes the ships go he talks about how you have to create it and it was it wasn't it was an element that we created dragon you know? glass huh dragon glass no, i wish oh. that'd be cool but it was but it was something that was uh, a man made element okay you know and it was never created until after these ufos showed up um and it's really interesting how they talk about it the story is that he he snuck a piece out and he's like no i'm not talking about that i don't want to talk about that and then like within that same day of him of of like the the interviewer like questioning about it and him like i don't feel comfortable talking about it we're not going to discuss it his house his house where he worked where he has like his business out of gets raided by the fbi 
and they're like, "Oh yeah, we were we had uh we're looking for a receipt." Yeah. And it's like, "Wait, you're you're coming into my home 50 guys deep, cataloging every square inch of my house looking for a receipt." Yeah. You know? So it's it's a good watch. Government doesn't want you to know anything. And that goes for like every single aspect of the government. Because I know they they were talking about the guy that ran, uh, what was he in charge of Homeland Security? Yeah, he was in charge of Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. They gave an interview. He re- he resigned and he gave an interview after about like talking about how like the government asked him to lie about like what was going on and stuff like that. And he just kind of quit and he was like, nah, he goes, you know, I've, I think he was like 25 years deep into into the military. Uh-huh. He's like, never have I had to ever lie. Like, never. Right. He's like, this was the one time they asked me, and I said no. And I'm not going to, like, sit back and, you know, watch what happens and be a part of it. He's like, and I'm not going to, like, not tell the truth either. And then midway through that interview, two Homeland Security agents come to his door and ask him to, like, come out and talk. He goes, no. He goes, I'll, I'll wait till my, you know, lawyer's present. And we'll have a conversation after. Wow. He's like, oh, okay, well, have a good day. And, you know, kind of deal. So, yeah, I mean, people are always watching. And he's like, you see that? It's intimidation. It's like, yeah, yeah it's what it is, dude. They don't want you to, to say shit. And, but that's how it's always been. There's it's a- always been like that. <clears throat> like, that's, that's just the thing about technology now is that, like, we're able to see everything because there's such, like, as much as, as, much as like, there's a lens on everybody, uh-huh. you can't get away with anything. That's always how it's been with the government, you know, like the government's always had this kind of technology where like they can watch everything you've done, you know, like they always talk about like all panties get circulated Uh so they can have like fingerprints and DNA and shit like that. Keep you on record. Really? Yeah. That's what they talk about. Like there's different ways of like how they used to do it. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, just it's always been like that. Like just no one has no one wants secrets being let out. And if they do, they're redacted. They don't come out till years later. You find out like, oh, what, what a surprise. Government's piece of shit. Like, yeah. yeah, they hide so much stuff. But it's like every country's like that. Like, yeah. Not just America. Every country's like that. There, so. There's this one uh, this one podcast I listened to. It's called La- Last Podcast on the Left. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they do, they, they have their main episodes and they do episodes called Side Stories. Okay. And in one of the ones that's within like the last month, they talked to Dan Aykroyd. And he's super into aliens. Yeah, yeah. Like I was, I was surprised. And he talks about how he was putting together. I, I don't know if it was for History Channel or A and E or something like that, um, or even Discovery. They were doing like an alien TV show, and like they had a couple. They they had a couple episodes in, and then the one where they're talking about UFOs, and they're they've got like this this credible source yeah who's talking about these ufos halfway uh, as they're filming it their show gets canceled no warning no nothing it didn't even air an episode and it got canceled and then he talks about how um on numerous on a couple occasions where um like he'd seen like men in black type things yeah and he looks he's kind of keeping an eye on him and then a car passes by and they're gone. Yeah. Their car that they were in is gone, you know, um, in, in the blink of an eye. Yeah. You know, so uh, it's I would recommend 
that as a listen for anybody who wants to who wants to get into that. It's cr- it's pretty trippy some of the some of the stuff he talks about in there. Um but yeah. So I was uh speaking of like we're talking about like conspiracy theories and all that stuff and cults like kind of running through that same like kind of line too. Mm-hmm. And uh a friend Jackie sent me a link today. It's a Reddit page. And I'll read it to you a little bit. It's a pretty cool story, dude. So uh I think we think we've talked about Scientology before. Yeah. Yeah. So this this Reddit article uh has to do with this guy that was a paramedic and he was a paramedic in the Hemet area. Okay. Uh if you guys aren't familiar, Hemet, California. Uh it's basically a shithole. Um there's nothing but mountains and uh meth. That's really oh, all there is there. There's there's nothing there. It's like deep IE. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like in the Empire kind of area. Um, and this is a story that he had. It says, I was a paramedic in Southern California for over a decade. Here's my best story. Uh, Southern California called Hemet. We were a very small division of the largest ambulance company in the United States, which was previously an even smaller company that was bought out by this larger company. Being a paramedic it is a very weird job. And when I first started it, it was like the wild west pre-hospital medicine we all had great training we knew how to respond very uh pretty much every emergency but we were often and off and still often mistaken for glorified taxi cab drivers on any given night i would come back in check out my ambulance to make sure i was full stocked and functional then my partner and i would bounce from station to station until someone would call because they had an emergency ranging from a gunshot wound to a head uh uh gunshot wound to the head uh, to a stub toe People often ask me, what's the worst thing you've ever seen? Truth is, they don't want to know. You don't want to know. They don't want to know. And I don't want to tell. <laughs> so I won't. Maybe one day I will write about it as a sequel. But honestly, it's a short. Uh, sucks. And neither of us will uh, will leave feeling like anything less than shit. Which is true. Because Jerm was a was a EMT for forever. Yeah, he saw and some pretty He saw some stuff. terrible shit. And I mean, when he would tell you, you'd be like, oh, fuck. Like, I didn't want to know that. Yeah. <laughs> like... I remember one time he was like, yeah, it was in Huntington Park tonight. It's like, that's, you know, how was it? He's like, took this kid's fucking face off of a grill of a truck. I'm like, wow, that's really gross. Big rig hit this fucking dude that was on a bike and like he was still on the, on the grill. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, Just north of Hemet in a city called San, uh, San Jacinto, San Jacinto. I don't know. I don't know where that's at. Uh, northern, northernmost part of this town is a large sprawling complex for a very controversial religious organization. So he doesn't say Scientology, but it is a Scientology building. Uh, he says, Google it. It's not a secret, but I don't care to call them out by name as they tend to be very vengeful. And I do have a career that I would like to keep. If you can't, uh, if you can't find it quickly, just look up San Jacinto Golden Era. You'll figure it out. So I did. It is Scientology. I don't think they're going to attack this podcast so mm. we'll be all right yeah we'll be yeah we'll be safe i've been trying to get in anyway like, I, I've <laughs> why been, would you i've been wanting to see what's in those centers dude like i'm so like bro i've been trying to jump that fence for years dude don't i want to though i just want to see what they have there if you want to what jump secrets fence, do i let's have jump the area 51 fence no, i'm not we'll, gonna jump we'll that save one some aliens, no bro. i want to know what's going on over there dude they've got tom cruise i want to see him tom cruise yeah <laughs> You complete me. 
<laughs> Maybe that fucking weirdo kid from Jerry Maguire is there too. You know, the human head weighs 35 pounds. Uh, as a young medic, I worked the graveyard shift. One night around 3 a.m., we received a call for a man down located at aforementioned compound. Man down can literally mean anything. When someone calls 911, the phone call goes directly to the local police or sheriff's department. If the call is determined to be one uh, of a medical nature, it is forwarded to, uh, forwarded to the fire department that will then call out of their fire station over the radio. From there, the private ambulance company will listen to that radio call. Tell us what the call is. While we can sometimes hear the chain of events over the radio, it is often complex game of telephone in which my uncle fell down the stairs and I had a large laceration across his leg turns into man down. So as usually uh, as usual, we hopped into the ambulance and drove to the compound with lights and sirens blaring. And at 3 a.m. with no one on the road because our company would quickly fire us if we were to use common sense and drive there just as fast as walking up 10 neighborhoods on the way. Uh, upon arriving at the compound, we were greeted with an open gate. This gate was always closed. A couple of di- uh, a couple of guys standing by it and one dude on a dirt bike. At the gate, I rolled the window down to speak to one of the guys at the gate. He just pointed at the guy on the dirt bike, at, sh- at which point this guy on the dirt bike took off. Well, I don't understand sign language. I was pretty sure I was supposed to follow this dude. This is where like I laugh when he like articulates shit like that. He's uh-huh. like, I don't understand sign language. It's like, shut up. Just tell the story. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Be funny, dude. Like, just tell us what happened. But it kept me engaged. <laughs> so after driving, uh, after driving around the compound for a couple minutes, we were pulled up by a large, uh, pulled up to a large building that was reminiscent of a 1900s chapel. I got out of the ambulance and asked the guy on the dirt bike, "What's up?" And he pointed up to a woman standing in front of him. Wooden doors leading into the chapel. I rounded the back of the ambulance where my partner was already pulling out of the gurney, uh, pulling out the gurney that had our heart monitor, defibrillator, and drug bag on it. I grabbed to the uh, I grabbed on the gurney. We headed up the stairs. Uh, we got to the top, and the lady turned, opened the doors, and walked in. Please keep in mind we have now been in the compound for about five minutes, ran into about six people, and not a single person has spoken a word. This is crazy already. We rolled through. Uh, we rolled through the door and found ourselves in what appeared to be a large conference room. The walls were completely draped in what to appear uh, what appeared to be a large maroon velvet curtain spanning from the ceiling to the floor, approximately 30 feet. So when I heard that, I'm like, holy shit, it's Prince. <laughs> like it's velvet curtains, dude. Like I was like, fuck yeah, they're gonna be Prince. In the middle of the room was the absolute longest table I've ever seen in my life. This table was something you'd see in some movie mocking rich people in a mansion. No exaggeration, at least a hundred feet long. If this isn't weird already, which absolutely it was, this table was surrounded by about 40 people wearing robes matching the curtains with hoods over their heads, covering their faces and not moving an inch. As I attempted to process the insanity of what I was seeing, the woman from the garage grabbed my, uh, I'm sorry, the woman from the door grabbed my shoulder. I snapped my head towards her fast enough to break the sound barrier and she just sounded, uh, she just pointed past the table. See, you could have just said you. Yeah, yeah. Why do you need to break? Don't bring the sound barrier into this. Like, but it kept you engaged. Yeah, it kept me super engaged. (laughs) (laughs) At the complete opposite side of this 100 feet long table, there was a stage. The floor was completely covered in the carpet that was the same crimson color of everything else in the room except the table. At the top of the stage, I saw what appears to be a pile of white linen. My partner and I rolled the gurney along the side of the table. All the while, not a single person at the table said a word or moved. When we got to stay, uh, when we got to the stage, I realized what I saw was not a pile of linen, but rather a woman in a sheer uh, white nightgown. 
As I approached closer, I noticed her nightgown was completely covered in small red dots. I got on my knees and processed to uh, proceeded to assess this woman by checking for a pulse, checking for respirations, and then applying painful stimulation in an attempt to elicit a response. I got a very uh, I got a very weak moan in response, and there was once again tapped on my shoulder. Before I could snap my head around again, my partner said, "Whoa, keep your hands off of him." All I could think was, "Thanks for showing up, buddy." All right, stupid. Uh, all the while, I was all thankful he was there, and I was thinking, "Where the fuck is the fire?" The fire department absolutely should have not only been here by now, they should have been on scene at least a full minute before we were here. I looked at my partner. I said, "Let's load and go." Still, not a fucking word from anyone we've seen. We've loaded this lady up, and my partner went uh, went too close to the doors, and this woman that had been at the door to this chapel had followed us throughout was trying to get in the back of the ambulance. I asked this woman to wait for a minute while I motioned for my partner to come to the side of the door of the ambulance. He walked up and I quietly told him to tell her she had to sit up from the uh, to the passenger seat. The look on his face was that I would expect from a man I just told him to punch his own mother. <laughs> uh, he walked around the back, asked her to sit up front, shut the back door, and I was blasting out of this compound before I could even completely process uh, him putting it into action. In route, I started an IV, tested her blood sugar, but more importantly, I did a full physical examination. I noted no less than 200 small pricks on her body. Holy crap. They all bled just enough to dot her nightgown and then coagulate. Uh, my suspicion was an overdose of some form, so I administered a drug called Narcan, uh, which reverses the effects of narcotics. I love giving this drug as the result are almost instant, instantaneous. And after about five seconds, the woman popped up, took a deep gasp, looked around and said, where am I? I instantly recognized not only her Australian accent, but who she was. A very famous actress married to a very famous okay. actor that was well known in this religious organization. Ma'am, what is your name? She gives me this deer in headlights look. Ma'am, can you please tell me your name? She took a good look around, peeking in every corner, turning around to try to look in the front seat where my partner was. Then she turned to me and whispered, where are they? Ma'am, the only people in the ambulance are you and my partner. She again spent a full minute examining everything. She then turned back to me with a look of complete fear I've never seen and said, I'm fine. Please take me home. I'm sorry, ma'am. We're taking you to the hospital for a full workup. I had to give you a medication to wake you up, so we've had to be thorough. She replied, you have to? Yes, ma'am. You're completely safe and we're taking you to the Hemet Hospital. She said, okay, if you must. All the while, her face was frozen in fear. After about 10 minutes, we pulled up to the back of the emergency room. We rolled her out of the back to the ambulance into the emergency room. As soon as we get her to the gurney in the emergency room, she said, I need to make a phone call. I grabbed the patient's phone and handed it to her. She dialed the phone number and to my surprise, she got an answer at 3.30 a.m. Antonia, pause. Tell me something only you know about me. Pause. Okay. I need you to call Hemet Valley Hospital and ask for me. I'm in the emergency room. Don't ask any questions. And she hung up. Two minutes later, I heard the secretary asking if it was okay to transfer a call to the patient. The phone rang and the bedside patient answered. Hello. Yes, it is me. It is you. I am really here. I'm coming home. The woman turned to me and gave her name, Rebecca Johnson, along with her address, social security number, and other information I needed. 
Rebecca Johnson was absolutely not what I thought this woman's name was. Regardless, I finished up my report and left. This was absolutely a strange call, but we deal with strange stuff every day. So I try to push it out of my mind, but I couldn't. For the next, uh, for the next six months, I wondered what, ha- what I just witnessed and what just happened. And was she really Rebecca Johnson? And then one day I was standing in the checkout lane at a grocery store when I saw the magazine. The woman I thought I treated was leaving her husband for nearly 11 years. Was it, was it a coincidence or was it really her? And did she really flee some batshit crazy life? I may never fully know, but it seems like too much of a coincidence for me. Damn, dude. Yeah. That's creepy. So that's a fucking Scientology story right there. And then there's other people on that article that talk about like, oh yeah, like I used to live there, not at the compound, but like around there. And they pushed us out of town, used to intimidate us. Um, If you look around, I guess... It's like a long, of course, like every fucking compound, there's a long road to get to this compound. Right. And it's kind of like a main road. Some people take it, but there's no houses that are there for sale or even in use. Like they're all just empty, empty. No one's been there in years, boarded up, shackled, whatever it is. And there's people on golf carts that just are on, you know, the trail the whole time, just making Mm. sure no one's coming near them. And she said that, yeah, one time she pulled over, this girl, she pulled over to take a phone call. She pulled over to the side of the road, took a phone call. In a minute, someone on a golf cart comes up to her, asks her to leave. And she tells her, like, you know, or tells him, like, you know, I'm just making a phone call. Like, I'm going to leave right now. I just, I'm not blocking anything on the road. Like, it's a public road. I said, ma'am, if you don't leave, we're going to take care of it. So they know what was going on. So she just freaked out and left. Another story is that this guy that was on that road too, he was, he was a trucker, got lost on his route. He was on this road and this woman comes darting at him. Mister, yeah. Well, I was thinking like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, where she's okay. like running out of the house and runs towards this truck and he's like freaked out. And he's like, you know, she comes up to the truck and like asks for help. Just then, the golf carts pull up and grab her. And she's wearing, like, a brown potato sack or some shit. Wearing nothing, you know? Pulls her back into this cart, takes her back into the compound. Things like that. Yeah, but there's other stories on there, too, like intimidation kind of stuff where um, they would, you know, people that were living in those houses, they have recollections, too. Like, oh, we didn't live too far away from there. We, You know, we're kids. We got suspicious, so we would, like wander around that area trying to look next you know couple of weeks we'd see people outside like i'd look in my window like second story window and see these people on our lawn just staring at us oh yeah and then we would just you know freak out tell our parents and then of course like they wouldn't they we wouldn't be anything. there yeah they they were already be gone but things like that Jeez, crazy shit dude man. like it's it's a it's crazy it's creepy yeah it's super creepy me, dude it's giving me a creeps yeah man it's it's not bad because it's only what 10 30 at night <laughs> and i know <laughs> well teaser. after the what a couple episodes ago where where erica freaked us out oh yeah like, no, that was I, I, I'm like i've got my ears like yeah listening yeah. out because i know we were talking about that too where we're like we're not paranormal people like i don't get scared with paranormal shit like i've never I've never had to deal with anything where I'd be like, oh, no, ghost or anything. Mm-hmm. But 
practicality scares me you know like yeah. texas chainsaw massacre can happen right you know things like that well, serial yeah. killers can't happen you know freaking scientologist like can happen yeah all that shit can happen so you're just kind of like oh no it's scary but i mean there's a center that's across the street from ucb uh-huh. and i'd always try to hop the fence every time Dope. and it's just like i don't know i want to see what goes on there and i would totally like i'd go clear i totally go clear oh, no. like i'd sit down with them and i'd do dianetics with them and i would tell them the most bullshit stories ever and just see if like they believe me so then if they do try to blackmail me, I'm like, that's all fake, bro. Like, you don't bro, know who I am. Don't open that kind of worms. I'd be like, yeah, man. I was like, well, I used God to. Goddamn Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> what am I, a fucking prospector? <laughs> the only prospector in Vietnam? <laughs> I went for the gold. <laughs> I got my draft number. I'm like, woo, I'll see you later. <laughs> I got my pan and headed on the next boat. No, dude, don't. I will, don't dude. I'm going to go. Don't I want to try it. I want to see what they say. I want to see if I'm worthy to be a Scientologist because I feel like I'm going to be like Homer, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they're not going to want me in their cult. Or like George, when George tries to George, uh, join the sunshine cleaners, oh, dude, uh-huh. and they won't take him. He's just like, they take everybody else except him. It's like, what does he have that I don't? <laughs> it's probably going to be like, man. Uh, no, they'll take you in and you're going you're gonna to be enslaved. You're going to be their slave, dude. Dude, this podcast is going to be sponsored by Scientology. <laughs> I like to give uh, props to our almighty leader. I don't know who's Zenu. Zenu and the flipty dudes. That fucking dude. That's so. But it's so funny though. Like the people like are super into it. I yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. I I I try to wrap my mind around it, and it's just like. It's just you, I don't you can't know. you can't get into that mindset. Like what what. What is calling them to be well, there? Like, I, what what is keeping them there? The thing, the thing that like doesn't like okay, the beliefs of it, I can get. Like, I can get being a better person. No, just as far as like, it's not any different from any kind of other religion, right? You know, like they they preach about you know, oh, we want the best for you, and this is what we do, and this is how you get things that you attain, and all such you know, like like that. I get it. Like there's there's same rules all over, like organized religion kind of stuff. But um you know, we're 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 born in this Western world of like oh yeah, it makes sense. Jesus rose from the dead and he turned water into wine and all you know, like yeah, of course he did. Right. But if you told somebody else these stories, they'd be like, what is he, a magician? Like, who's right. this man? Like, are you kidding me? Like, this is what you based your whole faith around? Yeah. And it's it's not too far away from like, oh, yeah, a fucking spaceship landed in a volcano. And like, <laughs> it's not too far away from that. Like, magic and all that shit, uh-huh. not too far away from that. So, like, I can get where people are like, I mean, if you believe in this fucking dude that's a, like a magician, you know, like, why don't you believe in fucking alien flying in a volcano? I'm like, yeah, yeah it does make sense. But to stay in something and it's like you get excommunicated and you can't like talk to your family yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. And I don't know how like Hollywood just got a hold of that shit, man. Like they, he just, they went hard. Yeah. Like they got everybody. Yeah. I, I watched the, uh, the Leah Remini one. Oh yeah. The A&E one. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's really interesting and in, you know, and how they, they go into the history about it different aspects of it and then all the people that were affected 
within those you know within those specific scenarios so yeah you know the fact that they use their their celebrities to recruit other celebrities yeah and i'm sh- i'm sure it's just to it's 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 to grow well, one it's they've got the money yeah yeah, you yeah. Know? so they're going to spend they you know and it's only going to help the church plus with their the the with the star power it's going to make them grow bigger yeah bigger. that's that's the i'm sure that's the uh, well do you think like now like a like a tom cruiser like a like a, a john travolta like do you think now it's still a thing of like because there's always been those rumors of like they've been wanting to get out for years but they can't mm-hmm. because when you do those dianetics and they tell you like you're going clear mm-hmm you're basically telling everybody your deepest, darkest secrets. Oh yeah. I'm sure and they keep everything got... on file. I'm sure. So do you think now it's like they're just getting blackmailed? So they're just staying. Oh, I mean, I'm sure that that's, that's, that's 100% what it is. Right? It's gotta be something like that. Yeah. You know, it's gotta be something like that to, to a degree where imagine they've done something. I mean, uh, yeah, they've done something and it's, <laughs> it's, it's like the, <laughs> one of the guys from Scientology is like, I wrote this movie called old dogs. <laughs> And you're gonna you're gonna be in it. He's like, I don't want to be in it. He's like, you're gonna fucking be in yeah. it. Or I'm gonna tell everybody. He's like, oh shit, <laughs> I gotta do old dogs. I honestly, I wouldn't put it past it. I, I or mean, what's that fucking other movie that train the taking of Palum one two three or whatever that train oh, movie uh-huh. where he had that really bad hair too. Every movie he does, he's got he has that jet black hair. hair now. I want to see that that one he's in uh, that Fred Durst directed. Oh god, the, not the fanatic or yeah. Yeah, something. I don't want to see that. But that one where he plays like a creep, like the creepy fan. Yeah, yeah, I'll check it out. Well, I know, dude. fucking organized, organized religion, fucking aliens. cults, aliens. It's all real, man. Could be. Do you I, think? Um, like, do you do you do you think like at this point, like as far as like Scientology is considered, like they know. Like they know something? Um, maybe. I mean, it it all depends on who they've who who they've got in their pocket. You know, if, yeah. If if they've got somebody who does know, you know, then of course, yeah, they they might know. But what about like Freemasons? Freemasons. Yeah, it's like one of the oldest. Like, yeah. You think so? If they got them in their pocket, or well, not not Scientology has Freemasons, but I mean, just as far as like Freemasons being there since like the birth of this country, uh-huh. like, do you think every Freemason knows like secrets, like they go like deep? If, if if it's like the like in uh what the the National Treasure or something like that, where you've got like that 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 underground group, yeah. you know, that are that maintain this order then yeah but i mean oh, were they protector. the freemasons uh i don't know i haven't seen that i haven't seen that movie in a while still in the declaration of independence oh i'm treasure protector oh i'm a kitty cat <laughs> oh i'm a kitty cat <laughs> treasure protector i played a punk in a movie one time i think if anything they probably oh, i don't know they probably know more so the the founding father secrets, not necessarily. Yeah, the, that's what I was thinking too. Not the, uh, not the government. Yeah. Well, now conspiracy yeah. secrets. Yeah, 
There's a there's a book that I want to read. It's off. Uh, it's the guy, the, one of the guys that runs Scientology now. It's his dad. His dad left the church. Oh, okay. He talks about how his son's just like completely off the rails. And Is like, that Miscavige? Yeah. It's his dad? It's his dad. Yeah. Oh, he's he's been on the, the Leah Rimini show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he wrote a book. He was on Rogan's podcast, and I was I was listening to it, and he's an interesting guy, but he he was, I guess, well, you know the story. Like, he was a, he was a Scientologist first. Yeah. Son got completely just engulfed in it, and now he's the fucking main guy. And now this dad's purpose is like to take him down, which is like amazing, you know? Yeah. It's like the best revenge movie ever, you know? Yeah. But like, yeah, I want to read that book. I heard it's really interesting and like the secrets that he has and all this stuff, yeah. stuff because that HBO documentary goes into some, some depth of like what they do and mm-hmm. make you work on farms or make you work at the center for like pennies or like oh. for like, it's basically camps, but, like they're worker camps. Yeah. Like you won't work for shit. Like you get like bread and water yeah. if you're like one of those people like denounce them. Yeah, you know? they, they don't want you to have families. Yeah. Because then it takes away from your, your role within the yeah. organization. Dude, you need to watch the uh, the Leah Remedy one. I want to. I, it's been on my it's been on my list for a while, but I I know you get just, engulfed. You would become engulfed. Yeah, I, I mean that's all I'd, I I get so like caught up with all that shit. Where like I'll watch one thing on YouTube and it's like the whole night turns into like conspiracy. fucking conspiracy theories all yeah. the time. You know, it's just like I'm not twelve anymore. Like I can't be doing this <laughs> shit. Twelve year olds do that shit all the fucking time, which I'm I'm cool with because like. I, when I was 12, I mean, the only one I really, you know, we didn't really have, like, a lot of, con- it was all hearsay. Mm-hmm. We didn't have bloggers talking about conspiracy theories that we can watch YouTube videos on and shit like that. So, like, the main one was, like, 9-11 was an inside job. And I remember, like, Nick got this DVD and I forgot where the fuck we got it from. I think we went to, like, an Immortal Technique show. Mm-hmm. And we were, like, 13, 14. I think we were 14. And... There was someone was selling this DVD of like this conspiracy theorist that was talking about like 9 11 was an mm-hmm. inside job. I remember watching it. Like, it was an actual DVD, put it on. It was like this crazy shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, oh my God, Bush is in on it. Like, you know, all this, all this shit. Still beams. They can't get melted by jet fuel. Like, all this other shit. Yeah. And that was like the main one that we had. Like, all of us, we all had that same one. And then later on, I remember talking, uh, talking to like somebody about that, and they're like, "Oh, but what about this one? What about this one? What about this yeah. one?" And then they showed me all these videos on like conspiracy theories, and some of them make sense. Some of them were just like completely batshit. Like yeah. the Paul McCartney one's really funny. Like it's not him. Mm-hmm. That one's stupid, but like that's one. Things like that. Hmm. Yeah. Do you you ever hear that one? The Paul McCartney one? I don't think so. Um, he, the the story is is that he got in a car accident. He died. Um. Basic. Is that the one where his wife lost his, her foot? Mm, fucking asshole, no. <laughs> I just thought about it right now. I'm like, did Linda lose her foot? <laughs> no, that fucking other girl. Yeah, that other girl took, her, took his money. Um, no, this was like Beatles heyday. So Beatlemania oh, okay. gets in a car wreck, dies. They salvage his body. They basically get this guy that kind of looks like him that's mm-hmm. been around the Beatles for a while basically say like oh we can't say he's dead like we need to continue this this band right it's bigger than us now so we're gonna make this guy we're gonna give him surgery to make him look like paul mccartney basically put his face on his face face off teach him how to play bass and 
that's not Paul, it's fall. So then now if now they do the whole thing of like, oh, if you look at this record, you could see this. Or, you know, if you could look at his ear, look at where Paul McCartney's ear was before. And this is move back surgery lines and all this other shit. Like, and you watch it going like, holy fuck, that makes sense. But then you're like, oh, my God, that's, that's so oh, you can't. Dude, are you serious? Like yeah. this whole fucking time, like it's been what, 40 years, 50 years. <laughs> and it's like not one slip up, nothing, you know? No. But it's a good like if you ever it was on Netflix for a minute. If you ever, if you ever, if if it's ever again like watch it again. It's uh-huh. it's a fun it's a, it's a fun name? watch. Uh, Death of Paul McCartney, I think. Okay. Or it's just called Fall McCartney. I can't remember, but it's it's one of those. But that's that's really all it is, and it's like it's a good watch to be like, oh yeah, that makes sense, and yeah. they tie it up and shit. Like there's no loose ends, but it's just so so bad shit to think that you know Eleanor Rigby. They said it's supposed to be about like Paul's funeral. Yeah, wow. things like that. Number nine or like Paul's dead, you know, when you play the record backwards. Uh-huh. You know, it's all supposed to be like that. It makes sense, but then it's so, it's just not coherent at all. Like, you would not be able to pull that off. Jeez. You yeah, know? No. Like, it's, it's eventually too, someone's going to be like, that's not Paul McCartney. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, you know, fucking. It's, it's so, it's, it, there's so many pieces like, yeah for it to be what are you talking about that's paul i'm I, not paul uh, you're paul you're paul but i'm paul but my name's my name's jake <laughs> <laughs> from state oh, farm wait no never mind it's paul <laughs> <laughs> sorry forgot for a minute anyway here's wonderwall <laughs> <laughs> paul mcgarney wrote wonderwall uh, anyway uh Anything else? Nope, that's it. No, you're good. That's all, that's all I got. You gotta gotta get up early tomorrow. No, it's just I got no more, got more Nothing fucking more fuel in, in the tank, man. I'm tired. Ooh, uh, End of the day, worked out, dude. Worked out, brains fried. Yeah, man. Muscles. Yep. Shaking. No, I mean that's not that bad. Knees really. weak. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Keep going. I don't know. I don't. Like I said, I don't. I I didn't really listen to hip hop. Jeez, don't kind of wondering why. Okay, I did listen to that. Dear Slim. <laughs> there you go, there you go. That's it. Oh. <laughs> didn't he kill himself in that song? Yeah. Because he couldn't meet Slim, right? Couldn't meet Slim. He was an obsessive fan. So, what did we learn this podcast? Mumbai, India is fucking rad. America's stupid and aliens exist. Hey mom, there's something in the back room. Dude, that guy is definitely gonna find out. Like Dude, he yeah. Hope well, it's not the creatures from above. His his Star Academy or whatever it's called, they helped un uh, uncover and release videotape yeah. from uh air uh uh U.S. aircraft. I remember that. That captured flying UFOs. Yeah. On tape. Did you ever? Uh, did you ever watch that Rogan podcast with Tom DeLonge? No, but I'm it? going to. It's the funniest thing ever, dude. Because okay. Rogan's just like not about it. No, not about it at all. No, and Tom's like trying to. Sell Tom's it like, look, look at this video. And he's like, oh my god, he's like, that's fucking fake. <laughs> he's just not about it at all. And then Travis goes on the show. 
like two months later. Uh-huh. He's like, yeah, I had Tom on. And he's, Travis starts laughing. goes, oh, yeah, how'd that go? <laughs> he's like, dude. He's like, do you believe any of that shit? He's like, I don't know. He goes, I mean, Tom, Tom believes it. And he goes, I, I love Tom. And, you know, we'll see. That's all I could say. We'll see. He's like, he showed me some shit and it's fake. Like some fake shit, man. Like, <laughs> oh, so good. Because Travis doesn't know what to say. He's like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he doesn't want to dime out the Yeah, other he's guy. like, well, we're best friends. And I mean, he used to show us. He's always been an alien. So it makes sense. Yeah, watch that podcast. It's fucking great. You have to watch it. Okay. If you listen to it, it's still great. But like, to watch their their physical interactions with each other, mm-hmm. like it's so funny because like Tom or Travis, no uh, Tom. Okay, Tom's just super like, yeah, man, it's real. Yeah, like, I'm gonna put that. Or or Joe Rogan will be like, you know, well, tell me about this then. If it's so real, and I can't talk about it. He's like, you literally can't talk about anything. Right? That's what it is. He's like the whole time. He's like, you tell me that the, all this shit's real, but you can't talk about it. It's like, yeah, well, they're all like private information. He's like, whatever. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> care. He's like, fuck this. This is stupid. All right, I'm, I'm going to watch it tomorrow at work. Yeah, that's pretty good. Don't tell the boss. All right, I promise. Don't tell the boss the babysitter's dead. Um, anything you got you want to promote? Uh, no. Ripperton's album's still coming out. Uh, Artwork is done. Sending it to get pressed, hopefully within the week. And uh just got shows coming up. That's about it. Literally nice. about it. Free show coming up, right? Yeah, free show at Magooies. <laughs> Magoo <laughs> Magooies. That's a stupid <laughs> name. Apparently that bar's been there forever. It's a fucking dive. Uh-huh. But I love dive bars and I love playing them. Like they're fun. But yeah, I mean Magooies. Fucking names are Bar Magooies. Like it's such a stupid name. Poor man, bro. Poor man. Yeah, it's dumb. Anyway, <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. All right. Yeah. Um. Hopefully next week we can talk uh, all the news that uh, came out from Comic Con. Yes. I think that'll be the big, the big convo for the week. Um, I've got some stickers I posted up on my Etsy shop. Buy some, folks. Um, more pins are coming in. I'm gonna be listing those. It's Bob Belcher, me uh, sm- uh mashed up with Guy Fieri. I saw that. Um, I need to get you one, by the way. Oh, it looks great, dude. I need to get you one. So, um, yeah, uh, those will be up in the shop. Pick them up before they're gone. Um, working on a couple sets, trading card sets. So, should be should be busy catching up on commissions that are long overdue. Other than that, living life. Fuck yeah! Getting getting that uh getting that uh that uh Aquaman dad bod, you know, dude. Are you're like Momoa now? No, play it, bro. <laughs> you're like soft Momoa. I, I'm I'm like uh, if soft batch cookies. You, have you seen that Keanu Reeves meme? With like Keanu standing there, and then like a mini Keanu like right next to him. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, normal Keanu is Jason Momoa. I'm the little midget freak of Momoa next to him. Yeah, like that. I'm the knockoff brand. I'm the Kroger brand. I'll give you. Uh, I'll do you one better, dude. I'll say like you're like a members mark version. Members mark. Yeah, that's the one that. That's the water that Sam's Club sells. Okay. Yeah, so you're like a member's mark. 
I maybe uh, I think I'm more so like the one you buy at ninety nine cent store. I'm the Momoa from ninety nine cent store. Okay. Not quite Dollar Tree, but ninety nine cent store. You're like Dollar General. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm not that I'm not I'm not the high end jelly. I'm that mm. knockoff jelly that Nah, is I'll give okay. you one but you're like Goober. You're like that mix of like the jelly's not that great, but once you have it with the peanut butter and, and the jelly, it's great. Okay. Uh, so thank good. you. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that one. I love Goober. So man. <laughs> take it as you want, man. Um but yeah, so follow us on Instagram, follow Zeke. My name is really Zeke. Follow me, I underscore Drew underscore Andrew. Uh follow the podcast. Give us a shout out. Tell us what you think. Yeah, man. Um, no hate, unless it's funny hate, then we want to hear it. Nah, Maybe. not even that. I don't even okay, know. no hate. Uh, just just good times. Let the good times roll. Yeah. Um, shout out to our producer, Chris. Yeah. And, and the BICBP Radio Network. Listen to the shows. Got some good stuff on there. Uh, you won't be disappointed. No matter, uh, you know, there's a there's something for everybody. Yeah, the really good podcast on there, and uh, two point conversions coming back soon as as soon as uh, football foosball foosball's coming back. So I know, may, I think they're still doing episodes, but I, I think it's just kind of like downtime, mm-hmm. like just mm-hmm. speculation trade kind of stuff. Uh, and yeah, um, the production value has gone up, man. I don't know if you heard the intro for the for the podcast. I. Last we have episode? we have an intro. We, we have do? an intro. Yeah, the BICP network has a fucking intro now. Oh, hey it's now. it's tight, dude. We I'm moved gonna, on up. I'm so gonna, I'm down, I'm we down we sound official now, dude. Not only do we not have a, a song that we have no permission to use. <laughs> Dang. So do you think it's time? You know, we're like uh, almost seventy episodes in. Do you think it's time to change the? No, nah, I'll wait. I'll theme. wait for that cease and desist letter. And even if they do, I'm just gonna write fucking Steve Austin and be like, bro, what happened? I thought you were cool, what? dude. Just send a what back? Yeah, I was like, bro, I thought you were cool, dude. You have your own podcast, but yeah, I can't have my own podcast with your song on it. I thought you were cool, man. What happened? Right. Yeah. You don't even drink beer anymore, bro. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. He gave it up. No way. Yeah, I read an article on it. He doesn't drink beer anymore. Nice. Look it up, dude. He doesn't drink beer anymore. He gave it up. BSR, bro. BSR. That's what happens. That's what happens when you get older, bro. I don't know. Ah, look uh, it up. I, I call. I call. I call. Uh, I call shenanigans. On Ask me. Chris to fucking message you then if I'm lying, because Chris will know for sure. Bro, Chris calls me out on all my wrestling things right. that I don't know. All right, do it, do uh, it, Chris, do it. Yeah, because I don't know. I read that article, but I mean, articles lie. Maybe because you had like freaking like dental surgery or something, get some dentures. <laughs> yeah, in. they interviewed him right after he had <laughs> dental surgery and he's just <laughs> like, I'm giving a beer. I'm giving a beer. <laughs> this just in. Fucking Steve Austin gives a beer. And he's like, for a little bit. No, forever. You said <laughs> you didn't say when. That's the story they ran with. <laughs> fucking mouth shut, sewn and everything. And he's just like, I'm giving a beer for a minute. Oh, all I heard was giving a beer. He's like, no, come back. <laughs> My coolness image. Uh, but yeah, great shows on there. Give them a listen. Yeah. Um, other than that, we thank you for listening. Thank you to our patron, who is a saint. A, a saint. Other than that, we're outies. Peace. Peace.
sure